0: Listener Production.
1: If you drop your change in a tip jar, but the barista didn't see it, did it really happen? Whoa. It's Matt and Alex all-day breakfast.
2: Well, a belated happy birthday to the daddy Mac, Alex Dyson.
3: Oh, many happy returns to the um yeah. Indrapilli legend who uh, rolls around <laughs> at the local supermarket in the full ski goggles. You'd know, you'd I asked know him, him whether he wanted him. to
2: go out to celebrate. Yes, because his birthday was yesterday. Mm. And I asked him whether he wanted to go out, but um, no, nah, he still he says no, not worth it for the possible two weeks lockdown vibes mm. um, if he gets caught in a... Exposure So In case it, he catches yeah, an exactly. Uber on
3: the Gold Coast and uh, ends oh. up as a buddy tier one.
2: Yeah, that was... I mean, that, that was the guy tried to make an escape and getting caught out there. It's I'll a tell you what. Times.
3: Anastasia Palaszczuk in that whole state are like some untackable bloody running back in American football just pushing she- off COVID <laughs> exposures, <laughs> quarantine leaks, just running down, stiff-arming everyone in the face. It's just like, it's not getting any traction. No variant can stop them. <laughs> no,
2: but and I'll tell you, what, I mean, look, they're, because they the face of innovation, like Dyson, we'll go into what Queensland are doing next to help fight... COVID some of the best in the world. Mm. Um we also got some mates from Queensland, very small outback town you might have heard of called Batuta.
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, Kerry O'Brien, Lee Sales, Ray Martin, these are the big journalistic names in Australia. There's two more of them, Clancy Overall and Errol Parker joining us from the Batuta Advocate. They're going to be jumping on the show today as well. So it's a pretty packed one, Matt. Should we get stuck in?
2: Yeah, let's do it. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Everyone ready? Let's get this show
3: on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we
2: go.
1: Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
2: Well, as far as coming up with innovative places to get vaccinated goes, Alex Dyson, mm. can't beat a Queenslander.
3: Why? What are they doing? They've moved away from the arm? Where are they doing it?
2: No, I don't mean where they're actually vaccinating the
3: person. Good for the big old gluteus maximus? I mean, that's a good <laughs> solid hunk of meat to stick a big old tube into, isn't it? Especially yours, mate. One cheek for each <laughs> dose. Don't know where you put
2: the booster, though. LAUGHTER um, so the point is, they
3: started with bunnings. Right, so you're in line for a Snosage,
2: Yeah, and then, then
3: suddenly, whoop, jab, good on you, on you go. It's not the other long, tasty thing you're sticking into here. Would
2: you, would you <laughs> like a bit of Pfizer with that?
3: Oh, would you like Pfizer with that? Come on, mate. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's, that's T-ball, mate. It's, there's, there's no pitcher. there. It's just sitting there. But now they're
2: going neck level, all right? So uh, they've decided that they're going to ramp it up. They've opened it up to surf clubs now. Surf clubs will
3: have the the Pfizer fridges.
2: More than 20 surf clubs, surf lifesaving clubs. Um, from Port Douglas to Coolangatta, And might I add, surf lifesaving clubs in Queensland, they do them right. <laughs> they do the old, uh, you know, schooner and chips on the, on the balcony.
3: So, so, wait, you sort of got like a, a little cloth cap on your head and you've got a little cloth mask on your face. <laughs> Is it going to be yellow and white as well? <laughs> well, it should be, um, as long as you get
2: jabbed between the flags, I'm assuming. <laughs> but not only that, they're also doing it at theme parks. What? Yeah, so movie world, dream world, <laughs> you can God. go and get jabbed. Imagine lining up for 40 minutes.
3: <laughs> well, I did but I went and got my vacuum. vaccine. Would have been shorter to go on Magic Mountain or whatever it's called. <laughs> you get to the front like, is this the Transformers ride? Someone just jabs you with a needle. <laughs> Worst
2: haunted house
3: ever. <laughs> You just hear people <laughs> screaming off to the side. Like, oh, they're having a good time. Oh, no way. <laughs> I wonder
2: whether uh, yeah, I wonder whether it'll boost the rates. It's exciting times. I mean, well, we, we haven't seen anything like that in, in Sydney or Melbourne. So. Yeah,
3: well, we need to start to, you're putting a little bit of uh, mRNA into the old headphones so you can get your dosage while listening to Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Uh, just straight yeah. into the lobe there
2: we got to stop being more like vaccine instead of being so sick. Um, <laughs> hey, let us know. Maybe on the weekend you went to a surf club or the theme park, you went to Movie World, and while you are waiting to get on the Green Goblin, um, your <laughs> veins were gobbling up some <laughs> Moderna. Uh, hit us up at matt.n.alex. We'd
3: love to hear from if you. You would like to be our unusual vaccine hub correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> this is all day breakfast.
0: Fit check.
2: Well, our audio producer, uh, some of you may not have been introduced to Link uh, so far, hasn't made a vocal appearance on the podcast, but uh, Link Kelly doing some incredible work mm-hmm. on the show thus far, um, made an incredible intro to the next segment, Alex Dyson.
3: Yep. But the big wigs, as we've said, the horse-haired hoarders over in the, um, the Matt and Alex legal department <laughs> said no. Said, apparently we can't just use Snoop Dogg music so annoying, but if we were allowed to, it would have gone, Rant Doggy Dog. What's, what's my, my name? name? Rant Doggy Dog. <laughs> um, I don't even right. know if we're allowed to.
2: Did we have to beep that whole bit? <laughs>
3: <then>? <laughs> Interpolation of uh, the song by uh, Snoop Dogg, What's My Name? Anyway, Rant Dog is here uh, to solve your gripes. Because i got to tell you, Australia has a whole heap of them, most of them justified, Matt. And it's about time Rant Dog spoke some truth to power to help the listeners of All Day Breakfast um, get a little bit of their own back.
2: So what's getting you annoyed this week, uh, Rant Dog? Are we looking at possibly uh, the Liberal government voting down uh, an inquest into where Christian Porter's uh, you know million-dollar donation came from? Think bigger.
3: Well, um, let me think. Is it the fact that they're advertising Big Brother VIP? They've got these celebrities in the house apparently, but every ad is about the celebrities dishing dirt on bigger celebrities than them and that's why they want people to tune in? No, it's not that either. Okay. Um, I could say a it- few things about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write a letter to Megan and Harry. Why don't you get them in the house if you're that big of a TV show? <laughs> other than some random absolute leech
2: getting dropped in. Wait. wait. <laughs> what gets me annoyed at the moment mm. is people saying, Who are these celebrities? On celebrity shows. Yeah. Do you don't know doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Just don't
3: know them, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I think we've gone off Okay, because this segment, it's not about us. This segment, it's about you. Because we love you to send us a voice memo with something that has been really pissing you off recently uh, and that you need a shock jock to yell about. And this week, That Gripe is brought to you by Johnny O. I need some input
4: from Rant Dog. And the thing that I need to have a rant about is tyres. It's just ridiculous that in this day and age when we've sent people to the moon... We've bloody, I don't know, Matt kinds, you know, written and directed a, you know, show. What else has happened? All sorts of things. But anyway, in this day and age, tires still get punctures. I just think we have the technology. We definitely have the technology to be able to use something else that doesn't require air, which can get a small rock, something sharp. Just constantly, you end up with a puncture, whether it's in your car your bike, whatever it is, and I just don't think it's something that should be happening anymore. And you know who I think it is? I actually think it's the tyre companies keeping themselves in business by making sure we still get punctures. Please, Randog, help.
2: (sighs) It's always the way, isn't it? I'm going to step back lest my computer screen explode from your
3: fire. (sighs) It's always the way, isn't it? We talked about last week... You know the big pocket companies sewing up your pockets, yeah. forcing women to buy handbags. And now, Johnny's right, big rubber is not something you've ever had to worry about, Matt, but no, big put rubber. small rubber. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, they've got multiple fingers in this pie, and you think we haven't moved on from tree sap on our wheels getting melted down, tree sap and air. You think technology hasn't advanced more than this? It's absolutely redundant. We've moved on. You may as well be putting Buddy Four MySpace pages on your wheels. <laughs> the amount of absolute redundancy we've got underneath there. Getting punctures all the time. We need an investigation into this, you know. We need people to investigate. We need to call Buddy PSI Miami, get him down here, and get him solving this absolute crime.
2: Mate, I tell you, I got a puncture. Brand new tyres, two weeks later, there's a nail sticking in them. Unbelievable. How did a nail even get on the road? You know how? Big rubber. Yes. You see them every day just throwing nails on the ground. Like they're, like they're their wily Coyote, like, like yeah. the the Roadrunner or something. Exactly right. Do you know what? You know how they said when all these riots were happening all around the world and yep. they always said, oh, yep. you'd see those videos, people walking down, oh, what's a pile of bricks doing here? Yep. They've set it up to start this destruction. Yeah. Yeah, well, next time you see a box of nails just sitting roadside, I think we all know who did that, the bloody Michelin
3: Man. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Michelin Man, anybody cares more about restaurant menus and he does about people's flat tyres, stop worrying about the souffle, mates, and start, buddy, fixing your material. <laughs> I think that's
2: about it. <laughs> and I guess that's why you've never bought a car of your own. Exactly right. That's a big F you to the tyre company, isn't it? That's <laughs> and so
3: I'm sacrificing myself and my own life by asking my friends for lifts places. That'll show these tyre companies who's boss. They're not getting money out of me. Neither as a driver. I'm not paying for petty money either. Just, all right, If you were going that way anyway. You were going that way anyway,
2: okay? Thank you very much again, Rant Dog, for just tearing the tread off these absolute drongos. Very muchly appreciate it. And if you have a,
3: um, an issue you'd like Rant Dog to take up, please message it through to Matt.and.alex. On Instagram. Now. Now. Hand me my water and let's get on with the show.
1: All day breakfast.
3: So, most mornings, Matt, I um, wake up half an hour to an hour. I (laughs) hope so. Well, there'll be only one that I don't. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) I sort of wait a while and then Woods eventually, not, not a morning person, coax her up around 8 o'clock. And one of my tactics to do that is ask immediately, what happened in your, what happened in your dream last night, right? Fans of um, the podcast Mirth I did with Karen Wheatley live from Bob Barr will remember the, um, the segment, um, what happened in my girlfriend's dream last night. <laughs> Very vivid dreamer. And if I get her talking about the dream, my theory is that she'll wake up a little bit because, you know, you're verbalising and all that sort of stuff. And they I mean, the dreams are ridiculous
2: a lot of the time. I had a dream last night that Tommy Little was making a lot of more money than me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I
3: mean... I don't, I don't think that's a dream. <laughs> I, I don't think that's... I think you just Googled Maddokine net worth <laughs> and Tommy Little net worth and... You got punched in the face <laughs> by the truth. Cold, wet sock of reality. <laughs> Look, anyway, Woods telling me this dream the other night, which was um, she said, oh, I just had a dream I met all of my favourite actors. But we have met. <laughs> 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 I met all of my favourite actors who haven't been cut from almost everything they've been in. <laughs> Um, and they were all there. I was telling them how much I appreciated it, but they were so tall. She said they were like basketball players' heights. They were tall. They were intimidating. She was really nervous to talk to them, Um, which really made me think, yeah, sometimes meeting your heroes, you put these other people on a pedestal where truly they are just people they're actors. They put their pants on the same way as you. You know, you can become that through hard work, dedication, nurturing your talent. You too can become that high, but it is difficult to talk to these people. Um, and that's what I thought that Woods was going to say when it really made her think about that dream. Instead, she said, it really made me think that that's the way they should have casted the vampires in Twilight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so why are the vampires small in Twilight? Well I guess they're, they're normal height. Short. Let's Bron, producer Braun. How yes. big how big are the vampires in Twilight?
4: They're quite average size. I agree. Mm. I agree with her. I've never thought about it personally, <laughs> but I you do. You nodded
2: straight away. As soon as, as soon as I like said it, you were like, Yeah, they, they should have been taller.
4: It makes sense now that she's mentioned it. Yeah. I agree.
2: But I mean Tom Cruise was a vampire in wasn't
5: he? Interviews in, with um, a vampire.
2: Interviews with a vampire. And, mm. and he's quite short in real life. I find any of the famous people that you know <laughs> yeah. are either way taller or way shorter than you think they are. Yeah, they tr- really try and average actors out, don't they? Almost all of them. They're either really tall or really short. There's, there's very rarely
3: an average-sized actor. Uh, that's the same for podcasters, for radio hosts, because I think people meet you and go, oh, you're taller than I thought.
2: They always say that. They're always like yeah. heaps
3: taller than I thought you were. I'm like... You only hear People me. meet me and they go, you're shorter than I thought. I've got that <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> what you're do you sound like? I, I don't understand. Do I sound short? I think you must sound short and I sound tall, <laughs> but it's the other way around. But anyway, the talk back I wanted to ask you is, how tall do you think vampires should be? Please get in touch with us, Matt.and.Alex, another hot-button topic here on your well, favourite. No,
2: no, 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 hold on, hold on, <laughs> but, hold on. I was
3: doing a great wrap-up.
2: I already know the answer to this. What is it? By all accounts, vampires, whatever the average human height is, vampires would need to be slightly shorter than that to ensure <laughs> that their teeth are at neck height.
3: <laughs> that's all you yeah, need to know. that's true. You're very right. I'm going to have to go home and tell Woods that. You should not cast the vampires as tall. No. Otherwise, they're going to be like, how awkward would it look them crouching down? To try and to suck on a necks.
2: neck. Exactly. they got to go up, up, underneath, oh. The most successful
3: oh, vampires would be the short vampires. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. if, you know, if you evolve over the years. I think Charles Darwin, in his study into vampires, probably found that they evolved to be shorter than the average population. Exactly, because they drink standing up. Yeah, they are the gymnasts of the blood-sucking monster world, where it is easier to be... Be shorter. Simone Biles, perfect example. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Mm. absolutely.
3: Absolutely need to be smaller, agile. So let us know. The question stands. How tall do you think vampires should be? Matt.and.alex are just another hot button issue brought to you by your two favourite podcasters. I love wine and everything about it. What, are you into wine? I love wine. Well, Matt, let's face it, print journalism in Australia for a number of decades there was really going down the gurgler. The only useful part is, um, well, ripping up the the tabloids to chuck on the campfire and boil your billy. But um, two gentlemen brought it back over the last couple of years. Um, through good, honest, hard-working journalism, you know, putting the reader at the front and making sure that uh, they spoke to you and, you know, investigated the important issues. Those two men, uh, Clancy Overall and Errol Parker from The Batuta Advocate, and they're kind enough to join us here on All Day Breakfast ahead of the launch of their latest book, batuta Gentlemen, it's an honour.
5: Thanks for having us. But, um, yeah, I guess you could say that we did bring back print journalism by taking it online. (laughs) <laughs> I guess like our newspaper was, you know, up until about 2014, and, you know, it was dying in the ass. There's yeah, not much point to it. And then, you know, once we uh, got convinced of the merits of taking it online, um, you know, it's, it's uh, just grown and grown and grown. I mean, the, the, for some reason, there's people outside the Diamantina who read our newspaper daily. It's pretty incredible. I mean, we were talking about um, Queensland, the innovation that they're using to get
2: people jabbed, doing, setting up clinics in Bunnings. Down the theme parks. <laughs> yeah, Dream World, Movie World. What, what's, what's Batuta doing to get more people jabbed?
5: Well, you know, I do have it on good authority that the local health authorities here in the Diamantina, they were throwing up actually just letting a few people catch it. You know, like out mm. here in Matuta, we're pretty practical and we like to see things for ourselves. So I, I think if we had a couple of uh, people in our community who got, who caught the COVID and got as crook as the submariners the morning after ship leave, you know, I, 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 I think they'd be a bit more inclined to go and get jabbed if Uncle Fred's, you know, up in the hospital, you know, coughing his lungs
3: out. For sure. Well, somebody who's had some pretty controversial opinions about this is now, I guess, freelancing. And I'm not sure if you guys are in the market for a, uh, political cartoonist, but um, old Looney got the boot from uh, the old Fairfax uh, publications.
1: (laughs) you reckon there's a spot for him over at uh, the Petuner Advocate? Cancel culture strikes again, mate. Uh, (laughs) All he's done is, you know, repeatedly violate uh, Australian communications kind of uh, ethics uh, multiple times and he's spread... (laughs) medical misinformation for the best part of 30 years and all of a sudden you know they're, they're allowed to deplatform him like that and
3: you compare social health measures to one public massacre and suddenly you're out on the street
5: he can and will sell a calendar so there's always going to be a spot for him here in Batuta because, you know, if, if, if there's one thing that we know that those people at Fairfax know too and mm. it's one way to keep a newspaper afloat is through boutique calendars. We,
3: yeah. uh, we should <laughs> celebrate with you. batuta coming out. I mean, there, there's, the language that has sort of formed uh, coming out of, of Batuta, both the publication and the town, has been quite impressive over the last number of years. Is there, are there any ones that you are particularly proud of that has gone into the wider Australian consciousness?
1: Well, yeah, there's there's a couple. I mean, there's the reason we needed to publish this book is because we've realised that we've conditioned a, a wider audience to some of the vernacular of, of Western Queensland, and that's all good, you know, for our loyal readers. But, you know, in time for Christmas, they start sitting around the dinner table with their uncle and their aunties and their grandparents who aren't familiar with our storied inland news organ, and people start thinking they're talking Greek. They People don't understand them. There's a lot of expressions in there that might not actually just land for the layman. Playing up like a barley watch. Mm. Uh, the, obviously the bachelor's handbag. Yeah, what what's that? That's the Coles rose chook.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, that, I, t- that,
3: I tell you what, you, you could the amount of bachelor's handbags you could get for one, um, you know, one of these European jobs twelve thousand dollars. Mm. I mean, give me <laughs> give me one thousand two hundred chooks. Thank you well, very that's much it. For I mean,
2: your, your Chanel, your Chanel bags certainly don't go down to forty percent off at bloody
1: eight <laughs> o'clock at night, do they? Well, they don't have to flog those things before someone gets salmonella. That's the difference.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what about Michelle Pfeiffer? Because I've, uh, I've sort of heard you guys use that for in, with regards to to Pfizer. But I mean, for me, that's that's a five dollar note. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer. So how, how are we going to? You know, have you, did you consider that?
1: Well, we've actually got the Stuart Diver in there as the fiver. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the the Michelle the kids, Pfeiffer, I'll let Do kids let remember explain. Stuart
3: Diver? Because that was, I remember watching that on 24 hours on the television. Like that was, I think that was pre-9-11. I think that was the first tragedy 24 Hours news broadcast I ever watched when um the threadbow Lance. <laughs> that that it? was
1: Ben Fordham's Walkley, mate.
2: Yeah. Wow Dude I tell you what I, I revisited that On Wikipedia recently Just to see what happened Harrowing I mean it's we were like It is It, it was, was intense stuff
1: So lockdown's been going well for
3: you Matt? <laughs> <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure hanging out. Thank you as well. We're going to be jumping on your podcast in a little while, so keep an eye out. If you are a listener to the Batuto Advocate podcast, um, Matt and Alex will be um, having the tables turned on them and uh, getting asked the questions not in the not-too-distant future. So we can't wait to join you for that as well, gentlemen.
1: Love this synergy, boys. Love it.
4: I smell toast.
3: Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Uh, it's been a pleasure hanging out. Thank you to Clancy and Errol from the Batuta Advocate for joining us as well. Always good to have a chat with some of Western Queensland's finest, Matt kind. You'd be Eastern Queensland's finest, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Southeast Queensland represent. Shout out to uh, the Big Tyres as well. Probably having to buy a new set of four after Rant Dog absolutely tore the rubber off their industry
3: the gambit that they're running. Tell you what, I was the nail that bloody punctured the Michelin Man today. Unbelievable stuff.
2: Don't forget to keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex. As always, if there's anything that you've heard in today's show that you want to tell us about, or even not, you just want to say good day. Uh, we love hearing from you, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
4: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at
1: matt.and.alex.